Love Life, featuring your hosts, Rebecca Detman and Jane Donovan. The sun shines bright as it moves across my face. I feel the light. I accept tragedy as a part of existence. However, I hold a calming vibration at all times. And we're very calm here on the couch today, aren't we, Jane? I'm oh, Rebecca Sutton. <laughs> I'm Rebecca Detman. I'm Jane Donovan. And you've reached Love Life, your love, sex, relationships, emotions and life show that we do every week here on the couch. And Jane and I are talking about a quite serious topic today, but as always, it's prompted by one of our beautiful listeners. And she has written to us via our Facebook page, private message, after the Malaysian Airlines tragedy today, I think a podcast on processing world tragedies and dealing with global issues that feel beyond our control would be timely and valuable for many. For some reason, I've felt this one more acutely than other tragedies. It just seems so senseless. An insight into the sole purpose in this life, the innocent victims, and the notion of our time being up would be fascinating. So she's basically saying, or the way I see it, Jane, she's saying, let's look at the fear that we often have surrounding global events and how they relate to us. And secondly, can we get more of a spiritual insight? Because everyone's seeing what's on the media, you know. Can we get a deeper understanding so we can get to that calmness vibration that you've just so beautifully put into our affirmation today so that we don't lose our head when stuff like this happens? Mm. One of the things I feel that has happened in more recent times when we have world tragedies is the media is that we are bombarded with it now. So in the old days, you would put on the 6 o'clock news and it would be the headline story that would be given two or three minutes. And that would really be it. Or if you turned the radio on, it would be the headline story of the news hour. And that would be it. So that's the only time that you're going to be giving your focus to a tragedy. You observe uh, observe it, hear it, watch it, listen to it, and then no doubt process it. Maybe you think about it and you talk about it with somebody. However, what's happening now is that we have 24-hour news channels. We have um, online news services. We've got Facebook feeds and Twitter accounts. And we are getting the tragedy of the day is actually being bombarded at us 24 hours a day. Yeah. So we're not actually getting the piece of removing ourselves from it so that energetically we're in it, you know, and for sensitive souls. It's really hard to remove yourself from this. Yeah, yeah, because even, you know, when we've talked about um, c- shutting yourself off from media as much as possible, you can't stop people talking. They talk to you at the bus stop about it. They It infiltrates, you know. You can't well, it, avoid it's it. It's incredible. That's right. Well, here was my story. Let's talk about the, the Malaysian flight was that I was in Thailand and for us being then it was two and a half hours later than or earlier, sorry, back. So it was about midnight and we were, um, all of us adults were just having a, a nightcap. And one, and I wasn't on Facebook outside of putting my tag and brag photos up for my family to see while tag I was away. <laughs> but outside of that, I was not, I was not watching any news, didn't turn on the television in the hotel room, nothing at all. I wanted to just have lovely two weeks of escaping. But one of our uh, friends that was with us just, um, uh, jumped on his phone and said, oh, my God, a Malaysian flight's just crashed. And it had literally happened like two minutes ago. So then I did go online, jumped on Twitter and freaked out because we were flying out that afternoon on two Malaysian flights and uh, and so had quite a reaction. But, you know, I would not have known anything about that if my friend had not gone online and I would have actually just turned up at the airport and gone, what, well, we arrived, we went from um, Phuket through to uh, Kuala Lumpur and we arrived at Kuala Lumpur and, and there were military army everywhere and there um, forensic scientists that were 
all waiting to board flights to go out to Kiva. So it was very close to me. I was right kind of amongst all of that to then continue the next Malaysian flight to Adelaide where we then had media that were greeted us wanting with comments of, of asking what did it feel like to get on, you know, the first Malaysian flight. Now, there were Malaysian flights everywhere. I mean, yeah. I turned up at Kuala Lumpur, but there were hundreds of those planes everywhere. But sensory, I've seen that logo too often in the last four months. That really was like it was the picture of the red and blue Malaysian logo that we had seen after the trauma of the, the Flight 370 disappearing and now this, that it, it does instill fear. Yeah. But the logic is... You know, and so I tried to keep this story from my children because my youngest is a little bit of a nervous flyer. And, uh, and then the kids all heard about it, of course, as you said, people talk. But I said, you know, you got more of a chance of getting run over, getting out of the airport and catching a taxi. And we have to bring it back to, to statistics, if yeah. that helps. Yeah. And rational thought process. And, again, speaking as someone who used to work inside the body of the beast, i.e. the media, <laughs> in the engine, you know, in, it's fear cells. You That's know, right. They, they produce fear vibration for a living. That's right. And with some entertainment thrown Which in. Which one day, once the medical world really catches up with what we do understand about vibration, they're all going to have their pants sued off them. <laughs> You won't be allowed to Maybe. steal. You won't be allowed to. In the future, it will be a world where advertising is not about fear. Wow. It'll be about happiness and love. You know, and if you can't pull off that this product or this service is going to produce happiness and love for you, then mm. you get out of the advertising game. But there's a reason that they use fear, and it's because it works. Because for whatever reason, it's for the same reason that Jane and I do podcast shows on how to love yourself. Because for some reason, even as very, very young toddlers, we already easily readily accept negativity we accept it so easily without questioning it like it's a safe comfortable place to sit in to be right so that so then you get you grow into adulthood and, and the fear gets bigger and bigger and the fear becomes corporatized and the fear becomes monetized and the fear becomes packaged up and homogenized until it's just completely a, an ordinary state to be in to be worried about the stock prices and worried about the weather and worried about the chemtrails and worried about Monsanto. And I'm not saying that these things aren't important, but I just want people to remember that as long as you exist in the external, you will always be out of control. As long as you put your give hand your power, power over away. to all of those things that are outside of you, you are engaged in a drama that you can never win and never escape from, and it will keep you entertained for eternity. Well, was it you that shared with me about a couple that when they go to bed at night, he says, now, darling, have you got something to worry about? Got something to worry about. Yes. <laughs> or she can't but, go you know, to sleep. The anxiety can become a default mechanism. It's like, you know, you, you think, oh, right, what can I worry about? And you're scanning your life to try and find something to worry about. Yeah. yeah. Well, we've done anxiety on other podcasts. We, we won't go there now. But I think one of the things we do have to look at is that why is this vibration in our lives when, when we have trauma and tragedy happen? on a global scale. And I want people to be highly consciously aware about how they are responding to things like this. So I want you, whoever's listening right now, to stop and think about how you responded to the Malaysian airline, just to pick one thing out of a, out of a busy news week. Yes. There's tragedies anywhere you want to look in the newspaper or whatever. So let's, if we just look at this, this flight that's been shot down, how did you respond to it? Now, I personally am flabbergasted by how many people immediately fear for their lives or the lives of anyone who's getting on a plane and da 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 da, da 
because the, when Jane talked before about let's use statistics to bring this back down. Okay, so 2,000 people a year in Australia die from being eaten by crocodiles. 2,000 people. Is that right? Yeah, 2,000 or more, right? Now, Yet I can't tell you the last time I read about that. 27 died on this plane. 27. Let's look at statistics. Aussies. 27 Aussies died on this plane. Yes. Okay, so sorry for our international listeners. How many people all up? Nearly 300. 300, 298, yeah. I think. So when we look at these kinds of numbers... Now, I, please know, of course, I'm not, I'm not trying to compare grief or compare loss of life or anything, you know, in terms of the importance of it. But when there are planes circling the globe and leaving airports every three minutes in every capital city, in every continent on planet Earth, why do we take something like that disaster and immediately relate it to our own life with fear and believe that we're all, we're all in trouble and we're all going to die and we all have to worry about someone who's getting on a plane or we should never fly again or, why? Do you know why? You know? I, well, I found it interesting also being in Thailand um, and staying at this gorgeous little resort that was set in this cove in this little beautiful bay um, and there were tsunami evacuation signs everywhere of, you know, this is the route to take. And I looked at it and I thought, actually, where we are, no, you're not getting out. You're just not. No. So I thought, right, well, that happens, that happens. And that's all you can you, – you can't – you can't buy into this yeah. drama. Are you going to live it's your life choice. worrying about stuff like That's this? That's right. You know, it's like when people say to me in relationships, am I with the right one? I don't know. But how do I know? Well, you don't. You just got to, if it feels great, go with it. feels yeah. fantastic. You take one There's day no at a time. There's no guarantees. There are no guarantees in life. Mm. And we must embrace and understand that and accept that for freedom, yeah. for true freedom. So the first thing is that they're being bombarded with far too much media than has ever happened before. So. You do have to own it, control it, get off it. Um, I had a choice. I could jump on Twitter when my friend told me about it or I could not jump on Twitter. Yeah. I chose to jump on Twitter because I wanted to get to the guts of it. Now, very quickly I saw it was shot down. Well, that's a little bit different than, hang on, we've got two Malaysian airlines that have gone weird here. Yeah, yeah. What's going on behind the different scenes? Different stories. Totally different stories. So that reduces the fear. So you can get some facts and then let it go. It's the same as medical stuff. You know, if you've got some mystery condition, you go and get a diagnosis. Now, you don't have to do what the man in the white coat tells you after that diagnosis. You can go and do whatever you want with that That's diagnosis. Right. So sometimes it's best to arm yourself with the facts if, if that will help and then consciously decide how you are going to choose to process this or to think about it. That's right. And I feel that with a lot of people, um, well, look, you know what, flying's not natural. It's not natural. That's a good way of putting it. We're getting up in this great big hunk of metal that we hope that every nut and bolt has been put together in the right place. There's an awful lot of trust going on in getting in one of those beasts. It's weird. Yeah, kind of defies all the laws of physics. Neither of us getting in a great big hunk of metal and one ton car and driving that around at 60 kilometres an hour or 100 kilometres an hour. Right. You know, it's just not natural. So we have fears. Yeah, we do. And so we're desensitised. To some things. Yeah. Now, for example, let's look at September 11, when the Twin Towers were went down. I was horrified. I was pregnant at that point with my youngest child, thinking, my God, what world am I bringing her into? And I was fascinated that every one of the television stations, including ABC and SBS, ran 24 hours. So my little toddler that was being babysat by play school each morning for a couple of hours to me have a rest yep. was not happening. And I didn't understand why every station had to run this footage 24 hours a day. It's like they're almost embarrassed that life can go on because they'll be seen to be insensitive or that they'll be seen to be ignoring yes. the tragedy. Yes, yes. <clears throat> and yet we need to have choice so that we can choose 
what we play when we place our vibration in it and mm. when we remove our vibration yeah to something else so i of course wanted to know about september 11 like everybody but i didn't need to continually watch it so i either became so traumatized that i was in it and i was now imagining the poor victims and what they were going through yeah so you know you're an empath so it's different for you again well, I, is it i'm not sure like i, I want well i don't know you have i'm, see, I'm not I sure think about this when your but... average person when something happens that's so out of left field like that that nobody was expecting that you could never imagine that just is not what we consider normal it's like a hollywood movie happened when we all woke up in the morning yes right it's like a zombie invasion or something it's like everyone is so like trying to wrap their brains around it they all they want is information and i guess that's what the news yes. channels were trying yes. to provide and and I thought that was important. Mm. I wanted that. But because four days later, it was still illusion. going on. It's like know? it's an illusion that you're actually holding on to something solid, though. You know, thinking that sometimes arming yourself with more and more and more knowledge is actually going to help. It actually makes your brain spin out of control. It ungrounds you. It unsettles you. Too many people get in your ear. Too many other opinions. You, this is about centering but, and grounding. But also, even even if you're mm. not an empath like I am, you know, our beautiful Love Life listeners are empathetic. Absolutely. So they would not be able to help but go into the energy of the tragedy. You know, the stories that you know, the, the children, the babies and pregnant mothers, the, yeah. you know, all, all of the different stories that happen. Yeah. You can't help but go in and think, oh, my God, what would that be like? Yeah. Now, another reaction that can happen, and I believe this happens a lot with flying too, but you're the expert on this, so I'm going to ask in a minute. This is a do-do Jane's theory, is that I think that a lot of us have had past lives where we have actually been in some way in aeroplanes during the development of them when no. we had a lot of crashes. Disagree, disagree. Wartime, no. it's not a past. No. See, I would convince, I'm convinced that I was either on, what was that helium balloon yeah. thing Yeah, that yeah. crashed? Yeah. Yeah. What was that called? Start with a H. I know, I've just lost it. Hindenburg. Hindenburg. Yeah. Hindenburg. Okay, so I either was on that yeah. or someone I loved was on it. Okay. It traumatises me. Okay, now I'm not saying no one's ever had a past life where they've had a crash, but... From my experience working with clients with severe flight phobias, mm -hmm. they've come from past lives where they've felt intensely out of control. Now, what's the most right. out of control experience you can have in this lifetime? Yeah. Sit, hand your life over to some other 30, person. 30,000 feet right. up exactly. with another dude flying or chick flying the plane, totally out of your control. It just brings up that vibration again. I love your language, dude and chick. You're cute. Thank, <laughs> thanks, Jane. I aim to be cute. That's my thing. Gosh. Um... <laughs> Yes, yes. Uh, so, yes, so it's also vulnerability and out of control. Yes. And I want to okay. talk about hype. Um, you know, and I can say this because I'm half American. America is a country that has perfected hype. Now, everything has a, has a light side and, and a shadow, light side and a shadow side. The, the positive aspects of hype are that you can ignite spirit, you can ignite movements, you can have revolutions, people get excited about stuff, people get on board, and social change can happen. They are brilliant at that. Yeah, yes. Right? The flip side of hype is when it goes into fear vibration and right. everyone gets hyper over stuff which, and I'm just going to sound like a complete bitch here, doesn't really matter. Okay. Doesn't really. And, you know, I actually saw a meme on Facebook, on Facebook, we mentioned Facebook again, um, which said it shows a picture of all these people like jumping out of their chairs at some sporting match in a, in a you know, a stadium. And it said something like, if only we got this excited about the things that really matter. Now, mm. I know there's some big sports supporters mm. out there. I know that for some people sport is their religion. But if we compare, say, a team winning a goal to animal, animal abuse or human rights issues. Well, actually, it's interesting you brought up sport because I 
worked in sports entertainment for 16 years. So I was very privileged to work with every elite um, form of sport. I cannot get my head around how somebody can give their power away as a sports supporter or fan where their day is going to be ruined if a group of guys that they do not know, they do not have anything to do with, who kick a bit of pigskin around on a field or smack a ball with a cricket bat or something, and their day is going to be ruined if their team doesn't win. I don't understand this. Now, I'm not trying to be funny, sarcastic, mean. I'm going, I don't get it. Yeah. But it's that same thing if they're giving their power away to something that they can't control. Yeah. When we choose to absorb our vibration into trauma that's happening on the international stage, we are choosing to give our power away to something we can't control. Yeah. So there's some similes there. Now, I understand getting passionate about, I love following um, basketball. I worked for them for many years. I love the 36ers. It was great. And if they won, it was fantastic. It was great fun. But in all honesty, half an hour later, it's all over. Life and if they on. lost, it was like, oh, well, there's next week. Now, maybe that is because I'm definitely a cup half full girl. Actually, my cup's always full. It's not half full. It's, it's overflowing, Jay. It's overflowing. And I'm a bit Pollyanna. However, it is such a cool way to live. I don't see what's wrong with that. Mm. I still observe tragedy. I can still go into the emotion and feel it. And I do desire to do that for a very short period of time. So, you know, the tsunami, the Bali bombings, the Eiffel, the, the, the twin towers. Pick your tragedy, any tragedy. doesn't matter, any of them. I will go into it and think, oh, my gosh, so I can gain my empathy, gain my connection and gain the ability to be able to find a way to contribute, however that is, and then I need to let it go and move on. You really, really do. And, again, this goes back to you being a consciously aware adult, okay, and it's important to do this for your children because your children are looking to you to see that everything's okay. And if mum and dad let external world events rock their boat to the point where they can't function or they're dwelling on it or it's interrupting their day or their mood, your kids are just going to be handing their power away left, right and centre. Yes, that's right? right. And I had a client yesterday, and this is just the perfect timing for this podcast because this was exactly what it was all about. She has spent her whole life on crusades. I mean, she's a warrior soul. Now, that's great and it's important because mm -hmm. we need warrior souls in this lifetime to break down old structures and implement new stuff. So she's into free energy. She's into like, you know, orphans in the pool. She's into all this fantastic stuff. Beautiful. However, she's completely out of balance because she's constantly wound up, hectic, obsessed and worried about stuff which, to be perfectly honest, some stuff of which I don't even know is real or not, you know, like your chemtrails. I'm talking conspiracy theories. She's into all of the, you know, the world's been taken over by destructive forces and we can't do anything about it and this is genetically modified and we're all going to die and there's bunkers and there's da-da-da-da-da. And when I see that, I get red flags waving everywhere. When You know, nothing makes me more cross and impatient than people who you know, get on Facebook and post loads of stuff about you know, negative, scary stuff like that, like what are you eating and is this in it and is that in it and, did, you know, beyond reasonable education. Education, yes, beyond we need education. Education, fine, but when you're actually, when it becomes an obsession, right, it's just. It's not our place to shame another and that's really it, I me believe. Meaning it that isn't. they're it trying is. to make other people feel worried or bad or nervous or is that what yeah. you're saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's an yeah. abuse of power is what yes. it is. But. It is our job to educate what we feel passionate about, but it's not our job 
to be attached to what somebody else does with that and information. And never to do it through fear. I mean, this takes us back to advertising. What, you know, if you can communicate a message through love and have just as much powerful, if not more, impact, you know, Oprah, Casey, maybe even Ellen, people like that have, have mastered the powers of, you know, reality daytime TV with a good vibration rather yes. than your Donahue's and your Jerry, what was his oh, name? Jerry you know, Springer. Springer, you know, which, which is going into more of a negative, lower vibration, for example. Okay. But so to get back to my client, I'm looking at this woman and all I can think is, you don't love yourself. You are so worried about healing and changing the world, but it's that old maxim. You cannot heal or change anything unless you are cool with yourself because that means when you wake up every morning, you've got a calm, peaceful center deep inside you that nothing can rock or push over. You know, it means that, um, oh, it just has a mistake. I lost it, was it? Um, one of the things that I find, um, is useful when we are observing tragedies is that like this lady who's written to us is that she found that she's had a stronger reaction to this particular incident than perhaps other tra- uh, traumas or tragedies. Yep. And I would say that that is something for her to scan through her life, her, her body and try and identify why. And the why could be is it something to do with um, the Russian politics? Is that is this a strong call from source mm. to say there's another direction you could go in in your life if you feel passionate about this? Like it can be an opportunity for us to really it can be give rise like to something yeah. that you do want to make change in. Yeah. And she may then become more warrior woman in some situation like this. Or is it that she's frustrated at the regulations of allowing flights to fly over certain areas and she wants to get involved in that side of things? Or is it about wanting to embrace the teachings of life being in the now moment and that there are no guarantees because you can be blown out of the sky? Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it, it's it's up to each individual to try and find what is the thought. So scan the thoughts of all of the different possibilities from this mm. scenario. Just once, you don't need to go over and over and over it. Just scan all of the different possibilities and one of them will have a bit more of a sting or a bit more of a your gut's going to tighten up or you clench your butt cheeks or something that gives you a stronger physical reaction. And then that's the path to explore further. Mm. Now, when you explore that further, which way do you go? in the shadow side or the light side? Do you look at what could be the positive about this or do you look at the negative? Now, if you choose to still go down the negative because you're getting the reaction from it, you get to the guts of what the issue is for you personally and then find the flip side and start working on that. Yeah. That oh, this is, this is fabulous. You can use it as a self-therapy exercise to find out what's pushing your buttons. Well, you can. This. Yeah. You absolutely can. The, the, the trickiest part mm. is going to be coming up with the list of possibilities for you to scan mm. so that you can then go, no, it's not that one, it's not that one, it's not that one. It's, oh, that just had a reaction when I thought of it. And you'll know it. Your chest gets tight, yeah. your breath changes, your guts clenches, your butt clenches. Something, something will happen in your body that will give a bit of a spasm kind of tenseness that's saying that's the thought process yeah and then that's the one to explore yeah absolutely i say for all these things what are the gifts and lessons for all of us so we can take something out of it so it wasn't for nothing or it wasn't just futile but nothing ever is and that leads me to the spiritual point of this topic where our lovely reader um listener has asked today good question insight into the soul purpose in this life for innocent victims 
you know, the notion of our time being up, things like that. So, yes, look, certainly according to my belief system and what I've seen through my 10 years of work in channeling people's soul contracts, their lives, their spirit guides, you know, why they come down to earth, etc. entries and exits, they're always chosen. And we like to make them quite dramatic often, don't we? I've heard the other side have a bit of a chuckle at how dramatic we can make our exits. Oh, voice. really? Yes. Oh, that's interesting. Sylvia Brown. Have you read any of her? Not for a long time. No, I haven't read hers for years either. But look, if you're really wanting to, to if, you, if you're a reader and you like to read question and answers from a very sceptical psychic um, who's quite analytical, Sylvia Brown books are fabulous. I actually had a massive fear of death, of my death. Now, this is common, and I'd like to touch on this here. Okay, well, I had a big one, and uh, not just my death, but also those I love. Yes. And I was holding on so tight that it actually was paralyzing me almost, and, and I had so much fear around it. Mm-hmm. And someone put me onto Sylvia Brown's book, The Other Side and Back. By the time I finished that book, it was gone. Yeah. It was gone. So I'd had that fear for about 35 years, and now since then it's been another 16 years, and I've not had it at all. So yeah. if you have that, check out her work. I think you'll love it. You know, I do occasionally come across people, yeah, that just have almost a paralyzing fear of leaving what they now know. You know, it's like... They almost can't even, don't want to talk about it. It's like, la, 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 don't mention it, don't want to talk about it, don't want to talk about it. It's fascinating. Again, it's, it, it's, it's control, you know, it, it's fear and control stuff. Now, so just to reiterate, which I'm sure I would have said over a thousand podcasts, but you're never not in, in control if you want to word it that way. You're never not on purpose. You, you know, what did someone say the There's other no day? mistakes in life. Someone the other day put, said something along the lines of, um, it's like, you're a ghost made of stardust inhabiting like a vehicle of meat, like in a certain dimension. Like it's all just your energy that just keeps moving and changing form. Like if you think that this is it or that even that important, it's, you know, in the scheme of an ocean, this is less than a drop. Like it, it's so much bigger than, than we all know. And this is where faith and trust and surrender really needs to come in into your spirituality because, there's no point to living on this earth if you walk around every day worrying about dying. And there's no point to living on this earth if you're buying into the fears of what could happen because, as, as you know, we, we could easily illustrate, from the time you get up in the morning till the time you go to bed at night, there's a thousand things that it will either kill you outright or are slowly killing you. You know, from your mobile phone to the, you know, the cucumber that you just ate that's probably sprayed with something to the fluorescent lighting to the radiation coming out of your computer screen to the electric blanket that you're lying on that's interrupting your biorhythms to the pollution in the street to the, like, it just goes on. But if I woke up in the morning and thought about all of that, I wouldn't get out of bed. So get up and remember the purpose of life is joy. Just come into your own power. Do the best you can with what you've got and get on with your day and make stuff happen. Use your time wisely. Beautiful. Focus on bringing your vibration to a really high, happy place, peaceful place. And it's really your job to do that because, you know, back to this client I had yesterday who wants to heal the world, and I'm like, don't you think people are going to actually get on board with your missions so much more readily if they really see that you're not just talking the talk but you are walking the walk? You have to have an authentic vibration, which means you need to love yourself, you need to know who you are, you need to be at peace with yourself, you need to be able to meditate, you need to be able to sit in the sun and drink a cup of tea. So she can't do any of that. She's always resisting resisting, raging, raging, running, running, deflecting, deflecting. And how do we do that? We use social media. We watch movies. We turn on the TV. We check our phones obsessively. We do anything to engage in external drama. And the more, I'm not saying, look, in this lifetime, yes, it's a huge part of the 21st century and where we're at as Westerners. But conscious awareness always. Minimize it. Catch yourself. 
you know, make conscious choices throughout the day to not look at that phone or to not switch on that TV just out of laziness or boredom. Read a book. Do something <laughs> old school. Have a conversation. I also just want to touch too on on exit points and how we can exit this lifetime as a very, very young baby or as a very old, old person or anything in between and that we make assumptions and judgments and we want to try and understand it about how fair is it when a, a beautiful child whose future is all ahead of them is taken. But we just don't know the job. We can't join the dots. We don't know the story. And probably until we're on the other side, we won't really understand it. But we have to have faith and belief that everything does happen for a reason and it is pre-chosen and that everything that happens that's traumatic has good come out of it every single time. I accept tragedy as a part of existence. However, I hold a calming vibration at all times. Oh, love it. Good one, Jade. So Jade and I would really love to start collecting you guys into more of an organized tribe. So if you would like to give us your email addresses, we're going to have something up on our Love Life Facebook page soon, whereby you can start to put them into a big pool for us. And that way we can send you special offers. We can let you know about things that we're doing on the side. We can let you know about our speaking events. We can let you know about our products and things like that. Just so that those of you who are really dedicated to our show are first in line to get all of the good stuff that we've got lined up for you in the next 12 months. Okay, so have a, have a look on Facebook on our Love Life page for that. It's love it's facebook.com forward slash love life show. And until now, keep finding us in the top 10 every week under wellness on iTunes or, of course, thewellnesscouch.com. And until next week, I'm Rebecca Detman. I'm Jane Donovan. Have a gorgeous, calming week. Life is perfect. I'm not trying. It's just happening.